The 12 days of best ball roll on. I drafted solo Monday, yesterday with Bime for Today, we have my buddy Davis Maddock, a man who will remind you that Marquez Callaway wears number one. And that means he's going to be good. We're going to draft a best ball mania two team on underdog. And we're going to give away an underdog hat. One of these actually to someone in the chat later in the show. So look for that. Let's do it. Bro, I'm telling you, hop in these drafts when these idiot streamers are trying to draft and talk to the chat at the same time. It's so plus EV, bro. Oh no, I think I I accidentally just took Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. What do we call that? A (laughs) no-no. No way. You don't have to set your lineup. That's incredible. And recently eclipsed 23%. And I'd much prefer to be in the more 21 to 22% range. Davis, best ball mania two. How many how many teams are you gonna end up getting down in that one? Um, probably in like honestly, only like the 30 to 35 range, because I I mean I love BBM. You love the idea of winning a million and one dollars for first place, but uh you know you know my attention span, Pete. You've done this with you've you've known me for a long time. One draft at a time is not enough stimulation for my for my internet broken brain i greatly prefer doing like five puppies at a time and uh if i just am going to be honest about who i am as a person that is uh that's more stimulating for me so i i've i've certainly entered in over the threshold of what i expected to do in best ball season just in five dollar puppy drafts yeah uh i feel that I, i i think none of us expected there to be uh so many of these other ancillary uh, tournaments where I think we just all thought we would end up coming back to best ball mania too. And then there were so many shiny new puppy toys along the way. Yeah. I kind of thought what I would do was I would, uh, I deposited in $750 when they did the first puppy. Right. And I was like, I'm going to dude, I'm going to load up. I'm going to be all in that one filled. I think I got 40 teams in that one. I think I got like 56 teams in the second one. Obviously, I'm still grinding on the Puppy 3 right now. And I just told Pete, like, I don't even have any money left in my account because I have exceeded that. And then I just deposit when I go in, uh, I deposit in the morning when I go to the gym, however many drafts I think I'm going to do that day, which keeps me from impulsively drafting teams when I'm doing the swole cast or, or whatever, which is ends up being plus EV. Yeah, I've, uh, I've started doing the... Uh... The Stairmaster drafts, I've done maybe four or five of them now, and uh, I'm hooked. Uh, I'm finally around this weekend after traveling, and I think I'm going to try to get in like three different Stairmaster slash draft slash sauna sessions. It's it's really a nice way to spend an hour and a half. Dude, isn't it though? Like you're so the Stairmaster, it's it's so optimal because your body's not moving fast enough that the the screen is is shaking around. Like you're just sitting there, you're clicking, but your heart rate's like. 130 140 depending on on how fast you're doing it's it's literally perfect yeah it's uh it's it's great and i mean talk about you know distracting yourself like i'll listen to a podcast or music when i work out or run but having to focus on a best ball draft is like a next level way to distract yourself from burning you know 600 calories pretty easily do you do you not listen to podcasts while doing the drafts on the stairmaster uh, I do. Yeah. So what I have, dude, it's the ultimate. So I have my book phone, right? So I yep. get, I have the draft going on one. I have a discord, you know, feed up on the other screen. And then I'm listening to a podcast while doing the Stairmaster. It's just max stimulus all at once. 
Yeah, it's amazing, dude. Like, like it's like I get off, I get off after an hour on the stairs, and I mean, my body feels it, but my brain is like, oh, you didn't just work out for an hour, and then I have enough uh, like neural energy to go lift after, which is amazing. Exactly, uh, Dobie, Peter, can you schedule these during work hours? Is this not work hours? It's three thirty yeah, p.m. What, Eastern. What job do you have, Dobie? <laughs> do you want me to do? What do you have? The night shift? Do you want me? To, I've been doing these during work hours. Um, these are my. This is now my work, and I am doing these during work hours. How close am I to maxing? I think I'm at one hundred and twelve uh, BBMs, give or take a few slows that are still wrapping up. Um, I think I need to average like three or so a day. I'm going to Vegas right before the season, so that clips about four days where I would be able to do drafts otherwise. So I'm ramping it up to gear. Might've crushed one out while we're doing the swole cast Davis. Who's to say, uh, but we got to keep grinding here. Yeah. And I know you want to take Ridley here and I'm going to tell you to take Barkley. No, I want a Davis draft. This, the whole point of having my guests is to, you know, get them to push me into uh, the, uh, okay. All right. The only, the only thing I would say is I, I'm going to put uh Barkley in the queue, but real quick, what do you think? What's your tier graph? tier drop from Saquon to Taylor versus Ridley to Hopkins. Huge tier break from Barkley to Taylor. Uh, smaller tier break, but still a tier break for, for Ridley and, and Hopkins. Like I, the thing is, is we're also down on the Arizona offense right now. We're like, Cliff doesn't know what he's doing. They're not creative. They are not doing anything. It's like, it doesn't matter. DeAndre Hopkins is still going to get 1200 yards and 120 receptions. Yeah. I, uh, I've still been buying this Jonathan Taylor dip. I, I keep Same. waiting for it to correct. I, I think he's a smash at pick 17, pick 18. I mean, his ADP is 16, but he's routinely falling even a couple spots past that. Uh, we get both, Davis. We have our cake and eat it too. Yeah, and I actually I actually have uh, Hopkins projected for more full PPR points than Calvin Ridley for, for whatever that's worth. Do you prefer? Do you want to go Hopkins? No, no, but I, I have DeAndre Hopkins leading the NFL in receptions, which is, uh, I don't know how popular that is. Um, actually, it looks like I need to change a couple things here because I have Allen Robinson for too many receptions, but I, I have Hopkins for 124 receptions with the extra game. So how much of that, because my thought is, is it would be very hard for him to have a bigger market share than he did last year with Rondell Moore in the fold, kind of soaking up some of the horizontal raid targets. On the other hand, this offense could just be so good, and he's the alpha there that it just works out. Yeah, he's the alpha. And remember, not only did I, I you know, there's a, this very popular narrative that, well, Kyler got hurt, so he stopped running, but Hopkins also got hurt. Hopkins was a legit game time decision like three weeks in a row. People like, you know, the, the ins and outs, those small parts of the season just completely escape our memory. But he was playing banged up last year, too. The Cardinals ran the fourth most plays in the NFL last season. Uh, while I think they they scored, yeah, they were below league average and or they were right at league average in terms of points scored. And I, I've, I'm going to go to my my deathbed saying, like, well, maybe Cliff will figure it out this next <laughs> year. But he's got Kyler Murray. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. He's got Rondell Moore. He's got Christian Kirk. I mean, you, even if you want, like, if you want to say AJ Green is dust or whatever, he probably is, but he's probably better than Keyshawn Johnson and Demir Bird. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like we've kind of all just collectively taken this sigh and just assumed that the Cardinals are going to be what they've been these last two years. But I feel like they, I feel very strongly actually that they can be better. Yeah, uh, that that makes uh, that makes sense. I I do think it is like it's so funny though because we we joke about the horizontal raid 
And then they literally draft the perfect player to continue doing horizontal stuff. And it's just like with Hopkins and Rondell Moore being the focal points. I mean, these guys are looking at like an average depth of target of five yards at best all season. And it still might be fine if they run a shit ton of plays. Yeah. I mean, literally exactly. Um, and if they, you know, if Cliff chooses to get, be a little bit more aggressive on fourth downs, like, you, you know, and, and I think you could even honestly like uh, non disingenuously argue that Hopkins kind of ran bad with touchdowns last season to have 160 targets, 1400 receiving yards and only score six touchdowns that like uh, this would be a great JJ Zacharyson talking point, but like he's running bad on the targets. He's running bad on the yards. Like you'd expect for a guy of that volume, you'd expect like 11 or 12 touchdowns. Now, granted, a lot of his targets are coming on the Cardinals own 40 yard line and he's being targeted three yards past the line of scrimmage. But I mean, the, the point remains. You took Christian Kirk in the second to last round of your FFPC main event. I still click Kirk's button a lot on, on underdog. Are we keeping a candle on? Well, yeah. And on underdog, it's so perfect too, because wide receiver is pretty dead by that range. And if you have a Dak stack going, so, you know, you have, you have Cooper, you have Dak, you have Gallup, you, you slot Kirk in there as your Arizona exposure for week 17. It's, it's money. Yeah. Um, wow. So I I've, I've swung back and forth on Deandre Swift. I, I put a quote in the fantasy life newsletter today from Dan Campbell, and it, it does not sound good. He sounds legit worried about Deandre Swift. He has like no confidence that he's fully up with his conditioning, that he's in a spot where he can absorb hits, uh, where are you at on Swift right now? The one hole is uh, going hyper fragile here. Well, it remains to be seen how hyper fragile how hyper fragile that build is. I, I mean, for a long time, I couldn't take DeAndre Swift because I was taking another guy whose bags are are leaking holes. But I was just taking Daryl Henderson over him straight up. But I, I still don't feel that comfortable taking Swift. I especially don't feel comfortable taking Swift. Oh, sorry, at- we're on the clock. We started, uh, or in a second, we are. Um, uh, Lockett, right? Yeah, I, I've been splitting Lockett or Cup because I like both pretty similarly. Uh, give me the, I mean, I know it's so close, but give me the Lockett over Cup tick. Uh, he'll have, like, his volatility is better in this format. He he has, he has like, more, like, 37 points bike weeks in him, by my estimation. One thing I like about Lockett, too, is the two quarterbacks that slip a ton are Russ and Herbert. And so when you can yep. set up those stacks, you can often get Wilson around and a half, uh, past ADP. Yep. Totally um, agree. So this is, yeah, this is best ball mania too. So Henderson is, uh, not going to be in the cards for us. Although I still think he's an interesting conversation just in, what general. if he's there in like round seven? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen him now already in round six and some too. So yeah, I mean, you're getting closer, right? Where most people have their shares at round 11 and you're getting him say maybe mid to late seven, that gap is getting pretty good there. Um, and, and we have so much of an informational advantage. Uh, this would be, I, I, I actually, this is so weird, but I would take Godwin here. Like it feels like I wouldn't have taken Godwin at the 311, but now that it's closer. So the only thing I'll say is it's really hard to get Cup and Lockett together normally. Yeah, that's that's fine. And um, I, I actually love Stafford too. Like Stafford is, uh, for a while, was one of my most owned quarterbacks before I just started taking Tua in every draft. Yeah, the, you know, the chat also, I think you can totally make a case for DJ Moore. My thing, again, is just knowing <laughs> of these drafts, and I've done a million of these where, uh, or a hundred, where I have gotten 
Godwin or DJ Moore once that wide receiver tier dries up. And it's like I said, it's pretty hard to get both Lockett and Cup. So uh, I'm I'm pretty good with that. This is probably a fairly anomalous start, I would actually guess, through you know whatever 900 million uh, BBM twos. I, I would imagine this particular grouping of players is harder to get like combinatorically. Yeah. Um, let's see this. Haven't seen done a draft since ETN news, but I'm surprised to see James Robinson go that quickly. Um, where did he go? I, mi- I missed it. We were talking three. He went three, oh, four. Wow. That's, that's completely jumped the shark. I mean, I mean what do we, what do we know? Like, uh, like I was surprised by this, but I, everyone I talk about fantasy football with, I was like, someone explained this James Robinson thing to me. And it's really as simple as he won people money last year. And when you have that gravitational pull, it's just so easy to take somebody. Yeah. Um, I, it, that's just so, so rich. I mean, like we were talking, I was doing the good football show yesterday with Leone and Pat, and I was having them rank, you know, miles Gaskin, Mike Davis and James Robinson, which I actually think is like a, the right cohort of players to debate you know, where he should fall in. But when we're talking about him, I mean, neither of us like David Montgomery, but I mean, give me David Montgomery over James Robinson every single day of the week. I actually think I'd take James Robinson there, but it's it's pretty close. It's pretty close. No, I mean, David Montgomery. uh, I'm just such a Damian Williams bull that it's hard for me to like be zooming back out and, and becoming like becoming a David Montgomery drafter. I got Miles Sanders yesterday in the sixth round of a draft. Like the, the shark might have been jumped on that. Yeah. I've been, I've been grabbed. I have no problem grabbing Sanders late fifth, early sixth, where you can get him. I, to me, it's just, uh, I, I, my thing is always what really has changed from last year for Miles Sanders other then we've seen another year where they won't give him the full bell cow reigns. Like I get that, but otherwise nothing's that different from when he, when he was going at the one, two turn last year. Yeah. I mean, no, you're, you're right. It's I, well, what's changed is we like just got super bearish on the Eagles as a whole. And as a, as our, our buddy Patrick Crane has pointed out every preseason team, people are super positive about their teams, but no one feels positive about the Eagles. Right. Yeah, and he's also good too because I, I like backdoor stacking him uh, with Hurts. You can now get Quez Watkins. Sometimes the room's sleeping on him. And now I have capitulated, Davis. You and Corain have gotten me to start taking some cheap shares of Zach Ertz. I've given it. Ertz Gerald, you're in? I mean, <laughs> I, I was kind of I was kind of already in on him, but when Pat made that comparison about 36-year-old Larry Fitzgerald being tight end eligible, we'd be taking him in the fifth round. I, I, I've i never agreed with a, a spoken point on a podcast more than that. He's so right. Yeah. Um, Corey, have these drafts ever uh, started to feel like deja vu? A hundred percent. There's so many times where I'm like, I could swear I've done this start or I wish there was just a way to easily pull up similar teams and then you can break ties of like, oh, I did take Cup in this one. A very similar start. Let me take, you know, Godwin here instead. Uh, I, I get that deja vu all the time. Yeah, it's basically just basically just paint by numbers. Like the only thing that like makes it different is when someone falls. Like, oh, I got to take Kyle Pitts in this draft because he's there in the fifth round. Oh, I, I, Miles Gaskin is here in the eighth round. Okay, like those are the only things that make it feel any different. But when the draft stick to ADP, it's it's all the same. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, we do get the, uh, the Henderson slide as expected. I think we can still pass on him at these yeah. two. Um, Boyd, right. 
Yeah. So the only other thing, sometimes that what I do here is if I, if I feel like they're really squeezing me on wide receivers, I might try to set up like a, a Lamar Andrews double stack. Um, Andrews goes, um, yeah. yeah the only other thing would be if you want to, but yeah, 67. I'm, little- I'm good with, I'm good with Lamar Boyd. I, it's there. I like taking, I like taking Marquise too. I think there's a decent chance that uh, Boyd Boy gets back. Gets yeah. back. So do you want to just get a uh, Lamar here? Let's do it. And we can even eat some of that sweet, sweet Bateman October EV. Yeah. What, uh, what, where are you comfortable? Ta- I haven't taken him post injury yet. And maybe that's a, a leak. Where have you been grabbing him? Uh, I only take him when I take Lamar. So like, he's like, not like when I don't, when I don't take Lamar around five or round six, I, he's completely undraftable to me, but yeah, I mean, if he's in like the one sixties or whatever, and I'm looking at, uh, AJ green or Rashad Bateman, I would just take, I would just take Bateman, uh, in in that specific scenario. But I, I only want him for those week 17 Bateman has two touchdowns and 80 yards from, from Lamar scenarios. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think Boyd. This is actually a pretty gross spot in in a draft. Uh, just yeah, having super to, gross, having to reach. But I completely agree. Uh, Boyd is the pick there. Boyd might end up being my highest owned guy. He's like going to be neck and neck uh, with Rondell Moore and KJ Hamler as my most owned right now. Yeah. Well, I gotta do. I gotta do more drafts because right now Daryl Henderson is my, my most actually, I actually think McCole Hardman just eclipsed him yesterday as my, as my most known player. So funny though, we were just talking about, do these drafts ever feel repetitive? When I take Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill in the first round, my draft unfolds the exact same way every single time without fail. So you take Kelsey, you take Tyreek, you take Jonathan Taylor or Antonio Gibson in the second round, you take one of Woods cup or Lockett. In the third round, you take Mahomes in the fourth round, another wide receiver, another wide receiver, Hardman, you know, then you take Tony Pollard, James Conner, Gus Edwards, doesn't literally doesn't matter, fill it in. You you fill out your backup quarterback, doesn't matter. You take Byron Pringle. Like it's just like I, like the the Chiefs start drafts, like literally to me, I'm like, I could probably do this without even seeing the other picks that other people are making. Well, it's like uh it's like lock buttoning a few guys during a 150 set where you're like, I'm going to have yes. these guys and I'm going to just get all the different combinations around them in the mid to late rounds. Yeah. Like I, I think every chief stack I've done with a chief in the first, I think I've gotten Mahomes every time. I don't remember being sniped. I've gotten Pringle on all of those and I got, I take Daryl on all of those too. Yeah. Um, I I'm putting the link for the Google form to win a hat in the chat right now. You guys can fill that out. This is for people watching live only. We'll do the drawing at the end. It's the only way to get these hats. They aren't for sale. Underdog is giving them away. I will send the winner a gift card to the store to purchase one of these slick underdog hats. I can get you a hat, Davis. You want an underdog hat? Yes. Yes, I do. I I think that underdog and uh, sports card are working on a marketing deal. So maybe they'll give me some swag anyway, but I would love the hat. Yeah, these are these are exclusive to uh to my store. The underdog came out with their hats. They had the dad hats, which I also like as well. These are more the kind of uh quintessential snapback hats, but we got the uh the club top shot colorway with them, which is uh which is snazzy. Um let's see here. Uh you, the chat is uh tilting slow drafts. Uh I love slow drafts. It was hard why to do see people, them go. Why do people like them? What is the why, why don't you just ask me why I like them? <laughs> 
like it's just i don't know i i need to be like locked in like i like this it goes back to my whole like i don't want to be thinking about fantasy football at 9 30 p.m i want to be tuned out i don't want to be thinking at all i want to be completely divorced from my job my thing is with everything in life it's like if it's not i mean i like both i like all drafting i love the slow drafts i love waking up uh i love reviewing the team uh seeing if the guys in my queue made it back uh making sure my my correlations are set reverse engineering uh the construction i want uh i love thinking they're they're little thought puzzles that I get every morning on the clock and I very much enjoy it. So if someone enjoys a fucking slow draft, who cares guys, you guys get so tilted about don't do slow drafts. Let us betas lap them up. We love them. Um, but this, they're gone now. That guy just got very good EV on Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson at 74. Like he is going to pay that off. He, uh, he, although he reached on, uh, on Sanders. Uh, do not do not like his team. I think his team's bad, but he did just get a good good value on Henderson there. What what underdogs should do is they should have they should reward the true volume slow drafters and and still give us some like two hour clock slow drafts. You know that it will, we know they'll finish. Uh, but you know, toss a little bone to the high volume slow drafters out there. Um, you're, you're, yeah, I mean, come on. You, you mixed in some slow drafts. I know you did. No, I didn't mean to though. I did. I did like 12 puppy slow drafts because I, it's so funny. I went down to my office when the puppy was 99% full. I put on, I put on my headphones and I put on uh, a jazz album and I was like, I'm going <laughs> to listen to jazz and do 12 fast drafts at a time. And they were all slows. And I'm just sitting there looking like, no, like, what did I do? I'm in 12 slow drafts when I thought I was just going to have the like dopamine rush of a lifetime. I can't. I thought you were going to start to do an analogy about how fantasy football drafting is like jazz, man. You just got to be able to improvise. No, it's not. It's not at all like jazz. It's actually much more like, uh, I don't know. This is a, we're in a really gross spot. I have after, this is a classic ship chasers draft. Like we're, we're here in the seventh round and wide receiver has been dusted off. Yeah. I don't need, I did. I forgot to even check the names. Do we have a friends and family draft? I guess I recognize some. Um, so we're going to we be on the clock. Take, we can just take Juju though. I was going to say Juju's, uh, is nice here. Um, we can also take Hardman. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate I mean, this I love, draft. I love, I love Hardman, but I do prefer juju obviously man what a bummer travis Etienne has been to what it what he's done to adp because that's just another that's just another uh like when etn is out of the dead zone that means you have to take a running or a wide receiver there like you I, we could at least wish cast on etn yeah it does i mean with with the henderson bump and the dynamics of you know a bunch of teams in best ball mania have so schuster goes you want to get hardman yeah um yeah, but that that range, those wide receivers are now getting pushed up. Like you used to be able to reliably get Judy in the late fifth. Now there's steam on him. There's no ETN pushing, you know, one of Claypool or him down. I mean, it you you end up in the situations that we did where you're having to reach five picks ahead to get Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is gross. What do you I, I would, what do you I say? Here? Take it. I would probably take AJ Dillon here. Yeah. I'm 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 yeah, it's yeah, he's not gonna make it back. A AJ or AJ or Rondale. Yeah, I think I think we can wait, wait on Rondale. Wait, wait, we we might need to take Marquise Brown, right? He he's been falling too. All right, yeah. I mean, I'm good with I'm good with either one. 
yeah, Marquise Brown is uh he'll be there at our next pick. Especially because he hasn't to, been practicing. We need to start Sammy Watkins as well. Yeah, that's a good uh that's a good call because he normally gets snabbed before he is uh available. Let me give real quick, someone was asking for a recap of here. Josh wants a recap here. Got here late halfway review. We uh, started with Saquon. We've been pissing at yellow since Calvin Ridley Lockett, cup. We did grab Lamar Jackson in a dead zone, came back with Boyd Hardman, AJ Dillon. We're reaching slightly ahead of ADP to get our guys. But I mean, what is drafting if not going and getting your guys Davis? I mean, that's what it's all about, right? You just gotta, you just gotta get your guys. Also, is it is it still pissing yellow when they're orange on underdog? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I was making some kind of uh, you know liberties there, kind of tying the yellow and orange, but pissing orange just doesn't have the same ring to it. So um, I've got another, I've got another main event tonight, but Silva's bailing on us, dude. He's just leaving me and Thorman and Reeves to it. Uh that's uh, that's unfortunate. I, I mean, he 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 can't make it. He's he said he's hosting an event. I don't even okay. know what that means. Oh, I did see him do it. It's like the a AJ in, Dillon, in I think. Yeah. Um, Casey, do you always avoid Jarvis Landry? No, I have a lot of Jarvis Landry. I think it's just small sample size. I stream one draft a week and I'm probably in 10 or 15 other drafts during that, that time span. Um, but yes, just small sample size of not taking Jarvis Landry on streams. And he's also a guy that the room generally doesn't love. So I like getting him like five, six picks after, after ADP. ADP. Yeah, he is. Sometimes it's it's interesting with it's it's just so much easier mentally to be like, oh, I draft digs and then I will try to get Josh Allen or whatever. The the backdoor stacks when the QBs go late, you sometimes forget about them. Uh, so I will give you that. But I, I don't know. I like Landry a lot, especially in um, more hyper fragile builds. Uh, you know, if I'm if you're starting with six or you know seven straight wide receivers or something along those lines, Landry is not it for those teams. No, but if you do the hyper fragile, the three, and you're getting him in round eight or nine as your like wide receiver three or four, I think I think that's where you want him. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Donovan uh, Peoples Jones is going to score more PPR points than him, though. Uh, the people want to know uh, when your draft is, and are you guys live streaming it or just recording and then posting after the fact? Just recording and then posting. Ours is at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central tonight. Okay, there you go. There you Are go. Are you no. guys drafting tonight too? Yep. We uh, over at Ship Chasing, we're kicking off. We have five drafts, five main event drafts over the next five evenings. One tonight at 10, a double header, uh, or one tomorrow night with Crack Rock at 10, a double header Friday, 7 and 10, and a Sunday matinee at 1. So, I mean, between this, all the best ball drafts, it's Davis. We're just nonstop drafting. We're nonstop drafting. I didn't get, I didn't get the second Naomi Osaka drop. I am, uh, I'm tilting. Uh, do it, does the way the drops stagger, do they just go up in price? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even, I didn't get the notification to go after the second one. Uh, so I will have to try. Um, all right. I am going to drop the link. To fill out the form, 58 of you have filled it out. Last call to enter to win an underdog hat. The form is in the chat. We will do that toward the end of this draft. So, Davis, we haven't taken a tight end yet. Um, we are good at quarterback. We have our anchor running back with our preferred 
target in Dylan and a pretty nice wide receiver core. What are you thinking about as we head to the nine ten turn? I definitely want Marquise Brown for this team, though. Those I love Fant too. I mean, to be honest, yeah. What? How do you how do you rank that? I mean, they're they're gone, but the guys that are always there is Higby, Logan Thomas, and Fant are always kind of in a cluster. Uh, I so for a while I had Higby more. Like I had actually was just taking Higby like a ton, but I just want to like bet on a really good football players and. Fant is the best. I mean, Fan, if Fant played for the Chiefs or whatever, like he he would be amazing. So I I want I want to have a lot of Fant. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I like those guys uh, a lot. I, I I've been drafting. I've gotten more hype on Logan Thomas. So I've been doing Thomas Higby and then Fant. But normally just because I'm playing the ADP and Fant is a guy that you can get at like pick 115 sometimes because he seems to be the less preferred of the three. Yeah, Logan Thomas is not it for me. I, I'm pretty sure he's Gary Barnett. Ah, so Fant goes. Uh, so we can get Brown here. Although now we're we're now uh, probably missing out on a tight end here unless you've come around on Dallas Goddard. No, no. I I I think we could even do three tight end on this build because we've been so aggressive with wide receiver that we probably don't need nine. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, this pick, I think you know we have like Rojo. And Moss look decent, or you can get another luxury wide receiver pick in Elijah Moore or Ruggs. What do you think? I feel like I feel like Rojo or Rojo or Pollard is who I would take for sure. Yeah, there's uh it's, yeah, he he won't make it back to us, but I, I would probably prefer uh Rojo here. What do you think? Rojo's probably a little bit better for this build because we already have our premium contingent value guy. Yeah. I was also just wondering why, like I was looking at your your list and I was like, his list looks different than mine. It's because you're using preloaded ranks. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was correct. like, that was like, that was like tripping me out. I was like, what is, what is going on here? I actually have been meaning to just go back. I mean, I'm basically drafting off of ADP anyways. I'm not saying I'm drafting in line with ADP, but I'm using that as my primary guide. So I don't even know why I put in uh preloaded ranks, but it is, it is nice to sometimes remember. But I also feel like, like you mentioned the Sammy Watkins thing, when you have Sammy Watkins lower in your ranks, if you're not actively putting him in your queue, you're you're gonna miss him. And there's some guys like Robert Tunyon is a guy I never get because he's just not high enough in my ranks relative to where he goes in ADP, and I never get him. Yeah. So I was having that problem. I had ha- I had uploaded my own ranks, and I was like, this is gonna end up being a disaster at the end of the year. I'm gonna end up with 50% exposure to guys because I'm just gonna be doing six drafts at a time, and I'm not gonna scroll and remember. Like I'm not gonna remember. Like, oh, you need to be mixing in some Gus Edwards, like uh, I just would never have him. Or like if you're sitting there and, and Latavius Murray is the top guy on your board for three rounds, you're just going to end up taking him more than you want to be taking him. And I, I would rather, because I am doing so many drafts, I've done like 200 drafts or whatever. Like I would, I want to have a good mix of players. Like I don't really want to be taking 25% stances on that many guys in the player pool. Kurt, I think you're trolling, but just in case you're not, I I don't like that. We are not feeling it. That's we're not how we feeling feel. that. I think I'm gonna have very little James Robinson. I think you can Robinson. I had a lisp there. Uh, I think you can start having the conversation in in the mid to late fifth round is where I would say you could have the conversation. I'm not taking him until more the kind of Miles Gaskin, uh, Mike Davis tier, and I don't draft those guys unless they slip to pick eighty. So. 
he's a he's going to be a guy I don't draft. But Davis, would you be more aggressive on that? No, I don't. I I, I was just telling you earlier. I want. Carlos Hyde. I want to take Carlos Hyde in the 18th round much more yeah. than I want to take James Robinson at cost. Yeah. I mean, who, who do you think is going to catch passes in that offense? I mean, that's the question, right? I mean, it's probably James Robinson, but what if he, like, if he's playing like 65% of the snaps and losing some goal line work, but getting third downs, it's like, I don't know. I just don't. The thing that made James Robinson so amazing was that he was literally playing like 85% of the snaps for a while. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he. It just—it's this weird. I, I mean, I was doing the thought experiment yesterday with Leone and Corain, and you had mentioned the thing about Henderson. Like, if Acres just wasn't involved and Henderson was coming into this year as the lead back, where would he have gone? You know, he would have been going in the like second or third round. Same thing if they had never drafted Etn. I mean, Robinson would be going in the second or third round. So, uh, I mean, and I'd be fade, I'd be fading him hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I would too. I think uh, his situation has gotten better, but not as much as his ADP jump will will indicate. Yeah, I mean, uh, so funny. Like I happened to be on I happened to be on the clock in two slow drafts last night when ETN got placed on IR, like in like the tenth round, and James Robinson was there. So I was like, well, there we go. I got whatever James Robinson exposure I'm going to get. I just got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my James Robinson exposure was very paltry. I think I had two shares, uh, which was, was very low for me. I was at 8% ETN, uh, which I can, I can survive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Must be nice, dude. What were you at ETN? Dude, I, I had a, I had a banger tweet yesterday. You didn't see. I missed it. I'm sorry. I, I had the, the, my fall plans Delta variant with 18% ETN and 1% James Robinson. Oh, I did see that. My bad. I forgot. <laughs> so brutal, dude. 18. So were you, were you just kind of auto clicking him if he was there in the mid fifth, basically? No, no. In the sixth, but he would just be there. He would be there at the six two all the time. Yeah. I, for some reason, I wasn't, I wasn't ever getting him in the six and I wasn't getting him that much. And then Sean was hyping him up and I was like, damn, I need to start grabbing him some in the fifth. It was just so hard because I felt like I was always having to pass on a Judy or Claypool to, to grab him. And that was always a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Uh, oh, Pollard just went. Yeah. I was going to say there was a small chance he was going to make it back. We could, I mean, is Burl Lamar is probably a bad use of draft capital. But no, you could... I, I think I think we take um what well, what would the tight end by ADP here be? Let's see. Do we have uh, see, pro- I, I prefer I prefer Everett Tingram, but but I, I think either one is a good use of this pick here. Yeah, it's I'm just gonna put them in, but it does feel early uh for these guys. I, I'm good with Singletary too. If you uh we 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 got owned. We just we owned ourselves. Yeah, it's all right. We can probably actually still get Singletary because this guy took uh, five running backs already, but you never know. Um, this man, this is a pretty gross spot in the draft. Uh, this is this is where it starts to be like literally. I don't have any different. Like to me, Sterling Shepard is no different than Donovan Peoples Jones, who's like the wide receiver ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, the other thing that stinks for how we played this is you know we grab lamar jackson but we have both burrow and stafford sitting here well after adp we could have double tapped them at the 11 12 turn the problem was we just didn't like anyone on the clock when we took lamar jackson 
Yeah. Which, I mean, that's all like that. That's what you say every, every time in every draft I've ever done where I've taken a premium quarterback. I've, I've looked at everyone's quarterback values later and been like, shit, they got Matthew Stafford at, at 11, nine. Like what did we, I just, I made a terrible decision, but Lamar is actually like, I, I am looking to get a lot of exposure to him because Lamar, I mean, people like, again, our memories are so short. I mean, he broke fantasy football in 2019. He, he broke the, like it was unreal how much value he was providing on a weekly basis over other quarterbacks. He was outscoring other quarterbacks by like 10 points every single week. Yeah. Uh, and we ran a little bad. There was maybe a chance Gus Edwards would have fell to us. He would have been a really yeah. nice pairing uh, with Lamar. We missed out on Andrews there. We did get uh, Marquise Brown, though, so we have that going. And I guess we can be on Bateman and Watkins watch as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bateman, we can probably wait until 14 at the earliest, I think. Like uh, thirteen, I think we could do another tight end. What's our what's our stacking situation? Our our backdoor stack situation looking like? Backdoor stacks not looking good because we yeah, have we don't so have many one. premium. So we have so, to set one up. Backdoor would be like Ingram, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper. Um, you know, uh, Kurt, Zach Wilson, Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Th there's a few of those that are tried and true that we can definitely lock down. And I mean, with Lamar, we can really uh, push it with that QB two anyway. Yeah, I mean, I we think. can, we can draft Mac Jones at quarterback two if we want. Yeah. Or Teddy. Now that, now that Teddy's locked in. That's right? true. You, yeah. The, the Hamler, the Hamler Teddy backdoor is pretty nice. Yeah. Man. Hamler really got expensive after like two preseason touchdowns though. <laughs> like people are like, he just is like, Oh, 13th round. It's time to get KJ Hamler off the board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I still feel like his, I mean, relative to the guys he's going around, I, I still don't find like, I get sticker shock when I look at Marquez Callaway. I know you're not, I get it. But with Hamler, I don't get sticker shock. Um, what about what about what about with MVS? Have you been have you been following this MVS stuff? Uh oh, you mean just that he's ripping up camp? Yeah, the the yeah. MVS bags are getting pumped. The, they, and they, by the way, the reason why I believe it is the Packers tend to tell the truth about that stuff because they talk shit about their wide receivers all the time. Like yeah. like you'll just hear like, oh yeah, Reggie Bagleton, loser, cut. <laughs> Alan Lazard, no good. Rogers likes Lazard, but the coaches hate him. Like they like. They, they tell you that stuff about the wide receivers. Yeah. And, and it's it also what I've noticed too, is it's not just been like one beat report, you know, like with the bills, it's uh, the Joe Bascuglia guy, just hyping up Emmanuel Sanders every week. And I'm like, all right, we get it. You yeah. like him. It's been different beat reporters for MVS. Like they all say he's crushing. Yeah. So I, I am pretty on board, pretty on board with him. Uh, you know, obviously Pringle people's jo people's Jones is the ones where I'm like, dude, that guy, that guy could win you some leagues because you just do not have to squint that hard to see Odell and Landry cratering at the same time. And people's Jones just eating up a bunch of targets. Yeah. Um, the other kind of benefit too that, uh, when we're kind of setting up, if we're pushing all in on the Ravens, the, one of the reasons I like the slow drafts, cause I can really look at the schedule, but you mentioned MBS, the Ravens play, uh, the Packers in week 15. So I always like getting that little extra correlation in there when we can as well. 
Um, let's go ahead and check on some of these. Is Watkins still here? Yeah. So Watkins is there. Bateman. Is Bateman here? Bateman's here. Oh, Bateman. Bateman hangs around. Yeah, so we don't have to do that. I'm just putting him in the queue so we don't forget. And if people want to take an unstacked hurt Ravens rookie wide receiver, then they can do that. Yeah. Um, Liam, my chess coach, give me two reasons the Bills wide receivers shouldn't be drafted around the Bengals Cowboys. Which Bills wide receivers are we talking about? Not These wide receivers aren't, aren't all created equally. Who are you comparing? Are you comparing like Emmanuel Sanders to Tyler Boyd? He 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 basically is is just saying that Gabe Davis is Michael Gallup. Oh, I mean, I I like Gabe Davis. The the whole thing is like, you, yeah, you don't you don't have to draft him there. You can draft him at pick one thirty every single draft. I am not as heavy. I, I I have a lot of Gabe Davis, uh, Liam, but I will never have as much Gabe Davis as you do. Don't you have like sixty no. percent? Well, and the thing I talk, was talking with Gabe the other day, and the thing I didn't have the heart to tell him is that uh, Josh Allen has some regression in him, and also he scores a lot of rushing touchdowns, which is not true of the Bengals or Cowboys wide receivers. So the only other thing uh, here that is interesting to me, I, I, I like Komet a lot, and Same. he also could get us out of a two tight or a three tight end build because I think you could rock Gerald and Komet. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I, Cole Command is one of my highest owned tight ends. I, I was going to say Evan Ingram at our last pick, but or at this pick, but he just went. Yeah, and then the other thing will be we're still kind of in weird territory for setting up a backdoor stack, but we can still probably do that even later uh, if we want to grab. Who do you want to grab of Bateman or Watkins here? Because I'm guessing... Watkins. Right? So the yeah, I guess the only thing is... On ADP, yeah, he's he's probably they're probably not. If you were if you were, if you were to do if you were to do like a one week ADP, Bateman's would be way lower. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm good. I'm good with Watkins here. I, this is uh, sometimes like when you get in these specific builds with specific stacks, and you're picking at the turn, you're just forced into reaching on all reaching. these guys because you're but, not. But reaching. Be able to reaching in round fourteen is not the same as reaching in round eight. Like you're like the the. Like I bet if I looked at my projected points differences between uh, Christian Kirk and Traquan Smith, who are thirty spots ahead by ADP, I bet I have them what, like a point a game or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see who's our most owned rookie QBs. Mine's Lance. Uh, I think I have Fields behind him. I'm pretty sure you're Lance, right? Uh, yeah. Let me. Uh, I'm Lance 17%, Fields 14%, Wilson 13%, Trevor Lawrence 12%. So four four of the rookies are are uh my five most owned quarterbacks with Tua being number 2. I'm not sure if I understand this question, Doom. Everett and Komet only strong enough against the elite tight end late round tight end teams. I mean, I, I obviously there it's not as good as a team that took Mark Andrews and Noah Fant or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I still think. Again, the whole thing with tight end is outside of, you know, those top three. And yeah, maybe the, you the, think- the worst teams are going to be the the you know got tight ends who bust in round eight teams. Like those are the teams that structurally are the worst. Yeah. 
So like it, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna lose at tight end, I would rather lose for a round eleven and a round fourteen pick than brew than lose for a round eight and round nine pick. Basically, is kind of my thinking. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And I just yeah I just don't mind and I don't I don't like using three spots on tight end. Uh. I would rather grab the commit and save the roster spot and just draft like we're right. Like I I don't know Everett and commit are my two favorite late round tight ends and if you can just bank one nice breakout on one of them i think you're sitting pretty so i don't know just draft like you're right and and hope one of these guys becomes a top eight tight end yeah um no i think i think you're right i'm more open to taking three tight ends especially when wide receiver is like truly done like when you're looking at like demarcus robinson like you know i'd probably rather have donald parham given the positional stuff than then like or like Colin Johnson on a non Trevor Lawrence team. Yeah. You know, my whole thing is like, think about, you know, the tier, you know, when you draft Travis Kelsey, you know, it's like a, I don't know, let's just, I'm just making up numbers, but let's say it's like an 80% chance he hits. And then you draft Mark Andrews. It's like a 60% chance. Noah Fant is like a 40 and we're down to Gerald Everett. It's like a 20% chance and commits like a 15% chance of being like a top five guy or whatever. So the probabilities are definitely getting thinner, but we're using our bullets in the chamber on other positions. And so if we hit the low end probability breakout of those guys, our team is supercharged because we invested higher capital at other positions with better probability bet. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I guess I just don't think of it through that lens other than when I draft these guys, I think they're going to smash and then I'm going to build the rest of the team around it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. Um, we like, did I, lose I, out on Bateman and ABS there. Yeah. So just like we lost out on Naomi Osaka. We could. Yeah. We could do uh, t- 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 I'm trying to think of the kind of s- the stacks we could do. We could is Diami still here for a Fitzpatrick and Diami? Yeah, that could work. Uh, I, lo- Crow- I like that Crowder Wilson. Crowder Wilson could definitely work. Baker uh, Baker DPJ. Baker DPJ. You got Slayton Daniel Jones. So we have we have some decent options here. Yeah, uh, I I probably like uh, Diami Fitz is good. I I I, I like that. That's yeah. I don't have very much exposure to that at all. Yeah, um, Doom. Just following up on that, uh, I, all of my early teams were like that too. I was drafting Kelsey Kittle or Waller any time I could, and then doing one super late, and then I was just like, all right, if the season doesn't go this way, or those guys don't hit, I don't want my entire portfolio to be dead. So I, I like mixing up the different tight end ranges there. Um, Baker is not here. Uh, he's gone now. Yeah. And so Fitz, Crowder Fitz and Wilson go. Yeah. yeah. And then I believe, yeah, we go Fitz first and then get Diami coming back. Yeah. We're going to get, so, we're going to get so lucky if we don't get sniped here. Pat Fryermuth, My goodness. Three tight end build. Pat, Pat, the- Pat Hellamuth. Wow. You love to see it. I'll, uh, that'll work out. That, that, th- this is the one nice thing about being on the turn is you can set up these backdoor stacks with more. So, uh, so easily. Yeah. With, uh, with more confidence. 
I've Boom. definitely had a decent amount of backdoor uh, Fitzpatrick stacks where I miss out on McKissick and Diami, and then I'm resigned to taking fucking Adam Humphries. And it, oh it man, awful. just are, just trying to make just trying to make Josh Norris happy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so gross. Um, so we are at uh, two four eight two here with two picks. We are done at quarterback in tight end. Um, probably what one more running back, one more wide receiver. Yeah, super sneaky. So we can take, uh, you know, I don't know, Daryl or McKinnon probably, or Hyde. And then we can take uh, Tutu Atwell or Van Jefferson for the Rams bring back in week 17. Yeah, what have you, what have you been, how have you been feeling about the, because I'm always kind of just shrug my shoulders when I have to choose between DJX, Van Jefferson, and Tutu. What are you doing with those guys? DJX is the best because you feel confident in the four games he plays. You're getting at least one spike week. I think Van Jefferson is only like an injury replacement for Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. Like, I don't think he's going to play that much as like a slot wide receiver. So he's kind of like a wide receiver handcuff. And then Tutu is just like, who knows? Like literally who knows what the range of outcomes for that guy is. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, he's, he's such a tough, I mean, in my head, I've just been the simplified way I've been thinking about it is like DJX will probably be good the first half of the season and Tutu could be good the second half of the season. That's like the only way I've been thinking about it, but I don't know if that's, that's right. Or even the right way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that is, I think that is likely the, the correct way. I mean, I don't know. I just have like I guess Djax is the one that I like taking, but he also has gotten like a little bit of steam. Like sometimes he goes like, you know, here in like the 16th round or whatever. Well, here's one more option that's new to us. If we are playing the bring back, uh, you want a little Sony Michelle as the fifth running back. If we don't want to do, he, the wide he hasn't, he hasn't gone yet. I don't think so. He had, he, I bet he's got, he has to be gone. If Xavier Jones went, Sony's gone. Oh, you're right. I completely missed it. Yeah. Shim, shim my cop cop. I, I saw cop. I, people are, people are getting out of line. People are getting out of line with Sony Michelle. I saw him go in the fifth round of a puppy draft earlier. No, are you kidding? I'm the being 100% round? real with you. There's, there's this thing, you know what? There needs to be a word or for this phenomenon where it's the same people who sit on the clock and then try to use the information at their advantage and think like they, they found this cheat code or like yeah. a bug in the system that they're taking advantage of, but then they're actually just wildly overdrafting the player. That's what's going on with Sony Michelle. Like you take him in the fifth. Like it's just, it's just too much. Like I, I think probably the right thing is Henderson falls back to the Javante range. And then Sony Michelle fits in with Gus Edwards and James Connor and, and Latavius Murray, or I guess not Latavius Murray now, now that Tojo is here, but like, yeah, he's just in that range of, if he scores a touchdown, it's a good week. If he doesn't score a touchdown, it's a bad week. These guys who make these usernames, they need to live with the consequences of how they look uh, when you read them. It's like uh, I did the show with Bill Barnwell, and his uh, handle is no odd job, but you read it like nude, nude job or whatever. You guys need to think this through here. I'm now looking at it. I believe it's supposed to be shimmy Cocoa Pop, but uh, – I don't know. No, man. He made it, he made his choice and he needs to live with it. 
Trust me, I my my name on FanDuel's FF underscore Pete. Like I get it. I sympathize. No wonder, no wonder the guy doesn't grind on on FanDuel. <laughs> I was I was uh, actually hanging out with my old uh, FF Comedy Hour buddies the other night, and I was telling them about that phenomenon and how it's still haunting me to this day. That marketing play uh, didn't age well. <laughs> No, no, it didn't. That's why I had the foresight very early on in DFS to just make my username my name for everything that I did. I, I finally got hip to that, as evidenced by my name on Underdog uh, being my full name. I'm surprised I didn't just toss in my middle name while I was at it. Uh, you know, just a, a long-form birth certificate as your username. That's the real way to do branding. Yeah, address, PIN number. <laughs> um, okay, so we are coming up here in a second um dpj looks pretty nice here yeah smash it smash that button yeah i mean we don't we don't get any uh like stacks or game stack stuff but he seems he seems nice yeah who cares dude that guy is uh that guy is like the the wide receiver 32 all right we get dpj it, it's so weird to me like the guys that you know like dpj and quez watkins have had similar preseasons similar cams and like quez is really shot up boards but dpj hasn't and i i guess you can make the case that quez is gonna have a better role but still it's interesting who gets steamed uh all right davis final pick here running back one of your should we do one of your chiefs guys i think like, i think they're both gone oh they are um you got 15 oh, seconds no, McKinnon, mckinnon's right there so have you come around on mckinnon since since i just Clyde's need uh, i just need to level my exposures out that's that's all it is. I just need to. I, you can't be. I can't be walking around with five X as much, Daryl. Yes. Though, though, literally, literally every report from Chiefs camp, like they don't even bother talking about who the hand, the second stringer is, because they all know it's Daryl. Yeah, but don't you think if if Ch were to miss time, Daryl would get all of the early down work, and McKinnon would get a decent amount of the pass work? If McKinnon is actually healthy. He's so much better than Daryl, but we just have no way of knowing how dead those legs are. Yeah. And I would say in this build too, like again, Daryl's probably better for a zero RB build uh, where you're needing to just bake in some touches where in this one where we have a nice anchor and some other upside guys, I mean, let it rip with McKinnon and just hope that he's turned the clock all the way back. Yeah, I think we I think we got lucky with this guy took eight running backs. Poor, poor L. Frankie, 93. Let me see this team. He, he does not want to get sauced. Let me see this here. L. L. Fra- oh, my God. This is... You knew that a guy who took eight running backs was definitely taking Najee. You also knew he was definitely taking Marquez Callaway. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he wears number one. Hey, pick... Dude, if he goes at pick 126, he is a value. 126 for Mark. Well, but this is BBM, so people are not want. You know, he went in the 18th round for so long. People are not wanting to take him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I can sign off on this construction. The old three eight five two. Did he handcuff anybody? He took. He took Xavier Jones, who's like total dust now. Uh that's a that's a wild draft. A very that wild is, draft. That is a wild team. Um. All right, we are going to uh, spin the wheel here real quickly for uh, the hat. Good luck to all of you. Thank you for hanging out. We will be back tomorrow uh, with Pat Corain. Uh, We're going to be here at 10 a.m. Hopefully that qualifies as work hours for some of you. I know you love it. 
when they're in work hours. I am shuffling, shuffling. We'll give away another hat tomorrow. Also doing the uh, the randomizer draft with Evan Silva tomorrow, though we might be having a scheduling snafu as well. I need to figure that out after this. Who wins? Nick Calhoun. Congratulations, Nick. I'll send you an email with the details to get and redeem your hat. Davis, what's going on over at SportsGrid? Have you finished your master plan article with all the color coding and jazz? So the sheet is finished. The article is not finished. The article uh, probably needs to be wrapped up tomorrow at some point. Um, so I, yeah, thanks for reminding me that I have to get some writing done. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then over on the take cast, we have some cool stuff coming doing that draft with um, Reeves and Thorman. Uh, really cool podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, this dude who worked for the Eagles when they literally won a Super Bowl was like super forthcoming and like talking about his relationship with Doug Peterson, talking about how Jalen Hurts looked at camp. We actually talked about like the decision to bench Wentz for Hurts and like what that was like inside the building. So it's pretty, pretty like wild stuff. That's awesome. Uh, excited to check that out. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you uh, if you want to watch a uh, main event draft over on Ship Chasing. That's a different channel. Uh, Pat and I are doing a draft with Silas and Gormanji. If you guys watched the randomizer draft from a few weeks ago, Silas won the guest spot on that. He's now back doing a main event draft with us. That's tonight at 10 p.m. on Ship Chasing. And then, like I said, tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'll be back with Korean drafting another Best Ball Mania team. For Davis, I'm Pete. We'll see you then. 